vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs who are often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our next interview. As I always say, I'm excited today because my guest is really going to share with us a story of transformation, a story of really taking maybe a tragedy, something really difficult and challenging, witnessing something and turning that into kind of a triumphant story, turning that into a business that is able to help people, turning that into an opportunity to help others. And I think for many of us as vegans out there, as many of us as kind of plant-based, you know, eco-warriors, we're always looking for ways to use our experiences in life to help others. And I really think today's guest is going to have an amazing story for you. So whether you share that kind of transition that you've had or what's inspired you to start your own business, Or maybe you're having a little bit of difficulty in your business. Maybe you've also recently gone vegan and you had some challenges with going vegan and getting the nutrition right and had some struggles. Because let's face it, all of us kind of face a level of adversity at time. And I find that it's really helpful to hear how other people have moved through those roadblocks, how other people have persevered. And I think today's story is not only going to be something that's inspirational, but something that's going to be really tugging at all of our heartstrings. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our our guest today, Nancy Leeds Gibbles. Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, before we get into the business, before we talk about nourish, lift, and grow, I want to give people some background. I want people to kind of get to know you a little bit, and then we'll talk about the business, the brand, and all that good stuff. So let's talk about the groundwork. Let's talk about what happened, and we'll talk about maybe what really was that transformation or that experience that you had before you got on this new path. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So no story, right, is just linear. It's always kind of got its phases and things like that. So I will do my very best to nutshell this. <laughs> and so again, I'm Nancy Leeds Gribble. And as we were talking, I'm from Florida. I currently live in Texas, but all my life, I think it's really important. Like I kind of start with my entire life. I grew up with this premise um, that I needed to be skinny, that my weight was my worth. And that was my goal. So there was just so that you have the context, there was never anything about nutrients eating healthy. It was not in my arena. I went vegetarian in my early twenties. And that was, I had been on the dolphin um, tuna safe bandwagon. I got a magazine article from PETA about factory farming. I opened it and instantly knew I would not be a part of any of that. Like I just stopped cold turkey Right, literally, like right, like right then and there. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't um, give up cheese. So I just tell people I can't call myself a vegan. I didn't eat a lot of it, but I didn't give it up until okay. fast forward 17 years ago. I went to a humane society convention, connected the dairy dots, as I call it, and right then and there said, that's it. And I went vegan. But all of that time, I was very unhealthy. 
like I mentioned, I was a yo-yo dieter. The ethical part of it, being vegetarian and vegan, was very strong. I was that was absolutely a given. But how I ate didn't matter. I was like, if it's fries and chips or whatever, so be it. Like at least I'm not eating animals. That was where I thought. In 2008, so also in Florida, I was a realtor. I was a very successful realtor. I loved my career. And in 2008, my husband, um, we had a two-year-old, three-year-old, who was three at the time, was diagnosed with geoblastoma, which is stage four brain cancer. At the same time, if anyone was around in 2008, that was our big market crash. So in essence, all in one fell swoop, I lost my career, I lost all my finances, and my husband was dealt this devastating disease. I had done some research in this time about food. We were trying to like save him, Um, but I had so many other things going on too. It was, I didn't really grasp anything. He ended up passing away in 2009 and I found myself bankrupt. I had to declare over 1.5 million in bankruptcy between my lost investments um, and the medical bills. I'm a single mom now of a young son, no one around to help me. And I have no job. I have no career essence because I didn't, you know, the market had crashed. But real estate was all I knew. So I was like trying to figure it out. But my heart wasn't there. I'm going to fast forward another um, almost four years. And I go on my first date and fell in love. All the things. We end up getting engaged. And suddenly he's got this back pain. The doctors are like, this is from a biking accident. You have to have surgery. And so we're like, okay, seems odd. We tested some other things. He goes in for surgery. They come out and they're like, we didn't do the surgery. And I go, oh, I'm thinking great. I'm like, that's great. And they said, no, it's not great. He has end-stage pancreatic cancer and he has about three weeks to live. And I'm like, What? And they were spot on. He had about three weeks to live. I always cry at this point because it's so hard for me. Anyone who's a parent, when you have to pull this Band-Aid twice for your child, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. So I had to tell my son about this, that Peter had also passed. And I was like, oh my gosh, they say lightning doesn't strike twice, but it really, really does. But here's what happened. Here's where the shift came. When my husband had passed away, I went into a huge fog. I I was really just grappling with a lot of things trying to figure out, but it didn't change anything. Now, Peter had passed away. And what I, I started thinking, these are two men that on the outside looked extremely fit. They looked extremely healthy, but they weren't right. Like their insides, something was wildly different. And that's when it clicked. Like, I've got to take care of my health and my son deserves a healthy mom. So that's when I was like, I'm already vegan. I'd already read a little bit about the benefits of being whole food vegan. And I said, I need to learn this. And so I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, started learning and fell in love with everything. And I said, I have got to share this with the world. (laughs) We have got to be healthy. And 
that is how it started for me. Um, the other part of that was a little bit of, I kind of had waited for somebody to come into my life to make things happen. And the other part is I realized if anything is going to happen with our health, with the compassion we want to see in the world, with whatever it is, it's up to us. Like nobody else is coming in to save us, to rescue us, to make things great. They can enhance, but it really is up to us. And that started my journey. And then I just kept going to school and learning more and more. And then I left real estate and formed my own business. And that is how I got here. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing that story. I know it's, you know, it it may take you even back to some of those moments. And I just appreciate you sharing it with us because for a lot of us, it is that realization. It's understanding not only how important it is to take care of ourselves, that like that outside inside piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes we can present ourselves to the world one way or look a certain way or think we feel a certain way, but sometimes there's just stuff going on inside that we're not always paying attention to. So I really, really appreciate you sharing that. And I really am excited about what you've done with that, you know, how you've taken that that experience and turned it into something where you can not only help other people, but you also empowered yourself. I think, like you said, we, sometimes we wait for other people to kind of figure it out or we hope somebody else will, you know, help us out and, you know, throw us the landline and not because we don't know we can do it, but sometimes, you know, life can beat us down at times. Yeah. And I feel like it's so great when we can find our own power and we can step into our own power. And yeah. I love hearing your story because it, I think, can reinforce it for a lot of our guests today to remind them to keep stepping into their power, to keep realizing that they can. And if they can't, then reach out to someone like yourself. If someone is struggling with nutrition, then you have an expert in Nancy to help out as well. So let's, you know, make a small transition into the business. Let's give people a little bit of insight into what you help people do and help people achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when I started my own journey, it was health. Like I was driven by health and I wanted everybody to be healthy. And so I go out and just share this great news of health. And what came back at me all the time was, but I need to lose weight, (laughs) but I need to lose weight. And I'm like, no, no, you need to get healthy. See, I've got the secret here. So I realized, okay, wait a minute. I might need to focus a little bit on weight loss because sometimes that outside tangible needs to happen a little bit first and it works in reverse. Um, So it can work each way um, for people. So that is what I really started my business focusing on was healthy weight loss. And it was, I don't want quick fixes or anything like that. And I continued my education with nutrition, um, with personal training, with transformational coaching, because I know there's so many components to it. And, um, you know, it ebbs and flows. I've been doing this now, you know, it's 2023 and I started my first schooling in 2015. And I have to say I had to like, I did about three years of schooling before I really like kind of jumped off the cliff and said, I actually need to get a client. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, but it's ebbed and flowed, you know, and I've, okay. I've had to figure it out along the way, but I have always stayed true to the core that health is first. I don't deviate from that at all. 
Perfect. Now, when you work with people, do you work with them one-on-one? Do you work within groups? And how long do you normally work with people over like a longer period of time, like six weeks, six months? Just just curious. Yeah. So it, it depends on the person. Um, one of the things I like to say is, you know, I meet you where you are. And my my goal is to get you to your goal. So it depends on if it's somebody who really, they just want to learn how to eat more plant-based, how to eat vegan, um, you know, incorporate that. That might be a smaller program, just helping them get going. Um, if they want to, I really kind of dive into the whole health and longevity. And I'm a, I call it like a macros and muscle pusher. And <laughs> so, like, I do want women, I primarily work with women and I, most women honestly under eat or undernourished. And so my goal is to get them fully nourished with their balance of macronutrients, which are our proteins, our fats, and our carbs, and to get building muscle. Like we need muscle. We don't have to be on stage. We're not trying to be bodybuilders. Everybody's, that's not everybody's goal, but for true longevity, which is what I want for all of my clients. So it can be a smaller course. It can be an eight to 12 week kind of macro and muscle course. And then for some, it's private coaching when they want to go into maybe they have more body transformation goals or it's we have to tackle habits in a smaller way. So I always work, talk to my clients or the prospects first and find out where they're at. And then we see what's going to be best for them because there is no universal like this program is for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge, you know, when you think about health and optimal health and like you said, people's goals, yeah. you know, sometimes people are in different, not only stages, but different phases, you know, no. so what your goal may be six months from now, maybe a totally different goal a year or two from now, because, you know, if you're trying to kind of just get a better understanding of what you should do, then it's a whole different thing of trying to optimize it. So I love that you have that customization and really can kind of work with people, whether it's in private or through a course or one of your programs. So as you built this business, you said it took about three years where you kind of did your research and understood what was going on. And then you launched. What was it like when you finally launched? Like what was, give me a sense of those like feelings, that emotion, because I think for a lot of people, when you have the idea of doing something, it's very different than when you launch your business, when it actually gets out there in the world yes. and you get your first few clients. Do you remember those emotions? Remember those times or remember what it was like? Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. Um, I was so nervous. Like that first person that says kind of you're hired. I was like, what? And you know, and you really have to work like in everything, right? You have to work on your mindset. Like why'd they pick me, you know? And and build my own confidence. So I was so nervous, but so excited because it's thrilling to be able to, to know that what we do has such an impact in changing lives. And my wish is that others don't have to go through what I went through and losing people like that, or even for yourself. So it was so nerve wracking, but so exciting to get my first client. And I would say to anybody, I know there's, I know you have different um, viewers. Some are product-based, some are service-based. I'm primarily service-based. So I feel like it's, you know, it's it's not just this product that I'm selling, but for anything, you really want the, the person buying it or hiring your services to feel so valued and that they're going to get the results 
that you promised. So it was nerve wracking, but um, exciting. And you have to be willing to, I call it face plant forward. Um, you know, some people say fail forward, but I say face plant forward because a lot of my business, the failing happens in front of people. You know, it yes. happens with a client. It happens with a launch that didn't go anywhere and everybody saw, you know, so I'm like, well, there's that face plant. And I feel like it's that, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where the person's just doing like that. It's you face plant down and you pop back up and you'll yeah. just take the lesson and move on from there. And as I've gone through and been working, I really have shifted into leaning more into the fact that I am vegan and I am plant-based. In the beginning, I didn't do that. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. I was a little nervous about that. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose anybody, but the reality is that is who I am. And it's what I align with. Yes. And it doesn't mean I don't work with anybody that's not, and they're vegan or plant-based curious, but I have to be true to myself and put it out there that that is who I am. And that is what I promote. Um, and it has been such a phenomenal shift doing that. So it's always, you're always learning. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely learning. You're learning a little bit about yourself, learning more about clients and customers, yeah. the market. And like you said, you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing yeah. to do things that are not a guaranteed success. And I love yeah. what you said, how, you know, sometimes that like face planning or that failure, it happens in front of people. Like it has to, it can't be in your office, you know, where no one knows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's one of those things where when it happens, you feel it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? it's, a, it's a strong emotion when it happens. But what it can produce, I think, afterwards is just a huge blessing. Yeah. You know, once you can get over that initial feeling yeah. of it, yeah. um, I really think it can be uh, an amazing blessing. Yeah. Now, one thing you talked about is you talked about kind of opening up, letting people know that you are vegan, that you're, you know, like letting that shine. I kind of have a follow-up question on that because I find for a lot of people who are coaches, a lot of people who are helping and supporting people out there, they struggle with differentiating themselves in the market. Yeah. They struggle with really making sure that if someone had like three coaches in front of them, how would we make sure that they choose, you know, Nancy every single time? Yeah. You know, have you feel like you've gotten that mix right? Have you felt like by opening up about who you are and maybe some other characteristics, it's really helped you differentiate yourself in the market? Yeah, absolutely. In the beginning, I was like everybody. Like every, I will work with anybody. If you will hire me, I will work with you. And then when I was doing private coaching, I realized I was more comfortable with women. And so I segued into women and then like, okay, I want to work with women. And then as I've grown... Um, I'm going to be 60 this coming year. So I really focus on women, you know, midlife and older. But it wasn't until really over the last year that I really put it out there that I'm vegan and vegan and plant-based. And mm -hmm. there was, it was nerve wracking for me. And I had to really step back and figure out why is this so nerve wracking for me? This is who I am. And there were two things that someone said to me, and I thought it was so profound. And it was, you're afraid of losing clients you don't even have. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm afraid of losing these other people that aren't coming to me anyway, because I'm going to say I'm vegan. 
And then the second part of that was I'm not, I, I didn't enter the vegan space as a marketing trend. Like I didn't do that. I, it is literally the core of who I am. And, but when I started, because I started so long ago in my early twenties, it was not popular. I got beaten up a lot, a lot. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I learned to just kind of be the silent person at the table. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do my own thing. Please don't beat me up about everything. Just eat your food, leave me alone. And that carried forth with me. So I had to personally overcome that and be like, no, this is, this is who I am. And this, I'm so proud of it. And you can't beat me up anymore. (laughs) You can try, but you can't do it. But it does uh, differentiate me. The majority of my clients, not all, because I'm very, I have so many fabulous clients that are not vegan, but they want to eat more plants. They want to lean into it and learn. And my goal with that is to always remember my own journey. One, I didn't, you know, wake up and come out of the womb, vegan and vegetarian. Remember my own journey. And I truly Mm -hmm. feel like if I can keep inspiring them and showing them how abundant this lifestyle is and how great you can feel and look, they'll they'll get on board. So, but I do find right now the majority of my clients now that come to me, especially through social media, are vegan, vegetarian women over, I would say like 40 to 45. Perfect. Yeah. It's nice when you do start to find your market, your sweet spot. And like you said, it's not about excluding or like you said, being worrying about clients that you don't have, you know, (laughs) and may not even have. (laughs) So I'm really glad you said that. Hopefully that struck a little bit of a chord with some of our listeners. But it's really nice as a business does mature, you really start to kind of see who's your market, who can you help, who can you get the furthest along in the process, because that success can help others. You know, that success that you've had with certain groups of people can be something that now you bring just even greater and greater expertise to the next client. So I think it can be just a beautiful thing. Let's talk about, you know, day-to-day, being an entrepreneur, you know, (laughs) the ins and out of it. And maybe we can't cover everything because we don't have, you know, the whole afternoon (laughs) to talk. (laughs) But, (laughs) But maybe let's talk about some of the things, like maybe give me one or two on either side. One or two are things that you love about being an entrepreneur, running and starting your business. And give me one or two things that you're like, oh, it comes with the territory. Yeah. And I make it happen because I know I need to. Yeah. Just give me that perspective. Cause I think sometimes, you know, entrepreneurial stories are either one way or the other. They're like, oh, the dredge of it all. Yeah. Or they're so, you know, exciting. They sound like, you know, they don't have that balance to it. So I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah. Balance that key word, right? Like (laughs) I love, I love the opportunity. I say it every day. I wake up grateful for opportunity, the opportunity that I get to choose what I do in this life. I get to choose um, to be able to help people and make an impact. Um, for me, that is the whole joy of this business and that I could do it from anywhere and have the schedule that, you know, my, once I went into this field, my son was still young. He ended up going to school from home. I could be here with him. All those things are the perks. The not perk is oh, the content. <laughs> like, writing so much content. I'm a coach. I like to coach. Like I didn't realize, oh, there was so much marketing. And 
I honestly, I have to, I think this is key. I was very, very, very successful at real estate. And I thought because I was so successful at real estate, an entrepreneur, you know, so to speak, I did my own thing, although I worked for a brokerage, so I didn't really clue everything together. I was still with the company. I thought that would easily translate over like, and it doesn't. Mm. And when you're in your fifties and you're starting a new career in like the arena that I am, I found I have to get very humble. I had to get very, Mm. very humble and say, I'm a beginner. And I don't quite know how, like we were talking earlier to batch my content. I don't know where I should land on different things. So that's the hard part for me of being an entrepreneur is you want to do all the things, but you have to figure out what are the things that are going to move your business forward. And then what are the things that are your zone of genius? Like where you excel at. And in the beginning, you kind of have to do it all. Like, you know, and then you can start hiring out maybe and getting help. But it's just understanding, I think, when you're an entrepreneur that there's a lot of components to it. And you might think you're great with time management and then realize not so much. Maybe (laughs) maybe you need help with time (laughs) management. Or maybe you need help with somebody telling you, like, you got this. Like, you know, it just depends. Um, I think the plus side still outweighs the parts that I find very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with everything, there's always a challenge. And I think it it always has to have a little bit of a challenge. Otherwise, it's hard to stay with something that just feels too easy in a sense. So sometimes those bumps in the road are like a part of the process. But, But I agree with you. It's amazing the things that you think you were great at. And then when you're really truly tested on it and tested on it like week out and week in, you know, every week for five weeks yeah. or for three months straight, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not as good as that as I thought I was. I need a little bit of help. I need a little support and encouragement. Yeah. It really is amazing how, you know, the most confident person going into running a business, you know, you can really lose your footing at times. Yeah. And lose your footing, not because of even something you've done. Something can happen in the world. Something can happen in, you know, social media. You can have a client that maybe even wasn't a client you should have signed on. And that client kind of turns into a scenario that just spins out that can really kind of wreck your world, especially as a coach. And it's hard sometimes to see and and get a good perspective on things, especially when you do a lot of one-on-one coaching because you're working with people, you know, you're working with them, you can see the passion, you can see where you can take them. And sometimes they don't take flight and you're like, fly, fly. (laughs) And they just just don't do it. So it can be really, really nerve wracking at times. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So let's do a couple of things. Let's do website, social media, because I just want to make sure as people are listening today, if they want to follow more about your story, if they want to hear more about the work that you do, or if they want to work with you, how can they get in touch? Website, social media, email. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, Everything is my name. So my website is nancyleadsgribble.com. And then Instagram is at nancyleadsgribble. And surprisingly, email is nancyleadsgribble at gmail.com. I really kept it simple. (laughs) I think that is perfect. And that is the way to definitely 
do it. Now, as we wrap up today, you know, I normally just jump in and out, you know, for a quick 30 minute session in um, these live sessions and also in our podcast, but I always love to kind of end our sessions with a bit of motivation or a bit of lessons learned, especially since you've been in business for a while. I think for a lot of us, you know, when we first get started, we have one perspective of what our business is going to be like and what our life is going to be like. And then after we've been doing it for a while, we settle in, we get a really good idea of, you know, what we thought it was going to be and what it really is. So do you have any kind of final either inspiration, recommendations, or looking back and saying, I wish I knew this when I started my business that might help one of our audience members or someone who's listening to this podcast? Yeah, I think, um, God, there's so many things right to it. But I think just like I do with my clients with their health, I think when you start your business, if you don't take the time to really figure out why you're starting it, like if it was just a kind of a spur of the moment, like this sounds like it will be fun. And then you find out it's not so fun all the time. You won't sustain it. So you really want to sit down and figure out why are you starting this business? Like what is your driving force? Aside from, yes, we know everybody wants, we need to make money. We have to make money, but What are the other, the deeper reasons that this is so important to you? And that's going to help you when you hit that wall and you will hit a wall. I think it's very few people that they just start a business and off they go and they're coasting and everything is great. You're going to hit the wall, whether it's because something didn't work, whether it's life like the world, like COVID when it hit everybody. And you're going to have to either say, at that moment, I'm out or no, this was really important and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to pivot and I'm going to adjust. And and you keep doing that. You keep doing that until you hit the spot. And then one day you'll do something for a long time and then you know what's going to happen. You're going to be like, okay, now I might need to do something different. And I think that's the part of it. It's never just stagnant or linear, or it may never look the way at the beginning that you thought it was going to look like either. It could be wildly different, wildly better than what you thought. So be open to that too. Hear those like signs and whispers that come at you and say, try this. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those words of wisdom with us, Nancy. And it's just so great to kind of hone in on, like you said, why am I doing this? Because you will have those ups and downs. And we've talked about them um, even today. And for even for us in our future, there's going to be those things coming. And I, I think that's just a wonderful wrap up to our talk today. You know, as we talk about like taking tragedy and turning it into triumph, you know, I think it just created a nice theme kind of through our whole discussion yeah. today. And I'm hoping for people that listen today, not only did they get some wisdom from you, maybe some inspiration from you, or maybe even some ideas on the fact that they need to take serious their nutrition and make sure that they're on the right path. But I'm also hoping that everyone really walks away inspired. Everyone sees that we all can reshape our lives. We all have the opportunity to, especially even through entrepreneurism, to chart a new path and in many ways chart a path that can be helpful to the world. So 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And for everyone who joined us, whether you joined us live, you're watching this as a replay or listening to this on our podcast, we love comments. We love thumbs ups and likes and all those good things (laughs) as well. But we really hope today was a session of just pure inspiration and really kind of a celebration of what life can be like sometimes on the other side, as they say. I enjoyed kind of talking to our guests today and I enjoy, you know, as we go into this holiday season, as we have all these things going on, you know, sometimes it's fun to I do these interviews and they even help me with clarity. You know, I'm listening to you, Nancy, and I'm like, yep, stay focused, Stephanie. Don't get distracted. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. You might have a little face plant because, you know, we're we're getting ready for next year. So we're like launching new things and you never know what's going to work. Yeah. Um, so it's wonderful. Even when I listen to and hear these interviews, and I'm in these interviews. It's so funny, like two days from now, I'm sure I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, face plant, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I say that to say that these are just great sessions for me as well. And Nancy, this was just wonderful, wonderful to have an opportunity to um, chat with you today. So once again, our guest was Nancy Leeds Gibble. And definitely, definitely check out our website. Don't forget to jump on her socials and just support um, Nancy and the work that she's doing. Or if you need some help, make sure you tap into her coaching expertise. All right. So with that, we will wrap up today's interview. Thank you once again, Nancy. Thank you, everyone who listened. And we will see everyone in our next interview. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session, so I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.